Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dommers. I have a couple questions for you to start the podcast. Are you stressed out about money? On a given Sunday night, do you dread going into work the next day? Hey guys, what's up, G? Want to go to Chachki's? Get some coffee? Oh, it's a little early. I, mean, I gotta get out of here. I think I'm gonna lose it. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. If you do, you're not alone. A recent study created by a mobile banking company, Vero Money, reported that out of a thousand Americans polled, a whopping 85% say they sometimes feel stressed about money, and a full 30% say they're constantly stressed out about their finances. That is really amazing. So what can you do about this? How about generating some additional income through a lifestyle business online? It's May Day, and in a celebration of capitalism, comrades, I'm thrilled to have Kevin Geary as my guest today for a second time on the Small Scale Life podcast. This time, Kevin and I discuss how to start a lifestyle business that allows you to put some of that stress at ease by earning extra income while charting your own destiny from almost anywhere on this planet. Kevin has started various online businesses over the years, and he's learned some critical techniques to target your niche audience and ultimately sell more of your products and or services. In case you're new to our podcast and blog, Small Scale Life is all about a little simple living, a little urban homesteading and gardening, and a lot of adventures along the way. We are thrilled you're here and listening to our show or reading our blog. That means a lot to us, and frankly, we wouldn't do this if you weren't part of our small-scale life. Thank you so much. All right, before we begin, let's talk about the sponsor of this small-scale life podcast. This podcast is brought to you by RebootedBody.com. Let me ask you a few more questions. Lots of questions today to start the podcast. Have you ever felt like you just don't have the motivation to work out or stick to your diet? Do you tell yourself that you need some more willpower and discipline? Have you been jumping from diet program to diet program and just can't seem to make traction? Yes, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt more times than I can count. As a guy who's enrolled in 10 different weight loss programs and failed every time, I can tell you that getting that discipline, motivation, and willpower gets harder each time. So why not try something new and a little different? Kevin Geary from Rebooted Body is launching a new masterclass titled Kevin Geary from RebootedBody.com is launching a new masterclass titled Make It Stick Masterclass, The Five Secrets of Making Healthy Habits Feel Automatic. This is your chance to learn the five secrets of consistency so you can end the yo-yo cycle that you've struggled with for years. Julie and I are excited about this class, and we're going to enroll. For $47, you can gain access to the class and all other materials Kevin has to offer. If you use the Small Scale Life affiliate link, you not only get access to the class, but you will help fund the Small Scale Life podcast. Use the link in the show notes to go and check out the Make It Stick Masterclass. But don't think too long. Registration ends on May 3rd, 2018. So really quickly here. This is an actual affiliate, just as a heads up. So if you sign up, you help the Small Scale Life Podcast. Thank you very much. But most importantly, you are taking a huge step to developing the life and body you'll love. Remember, registration closes on May 3rd, 2018. And just in case, there is a money-back guarantee. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. We're going to keep on rolling here on the podcast. In this podcast, Kevin and I talk a lot about starting this lifestyle business and starting to develop some extra income and developing a little economic and location freedom. So check it out. And here we go. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We have a great guest for you today. I have a good friend, Kevin Geary. We had him on a while ago talking about Rebooted Body, and now he's back to talk about some other things he's doing. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, thanks for having me back, Tom. Yeah, and I hope uh, my audio is better than the last time I had you on. It was kind of sad where I had didn't have the right equipment, and it, my side sounded bad. You and Drew sounded great. So You sound like a pro this time. So. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> 
Well, Kevin, you are a busy guy. You've been improving. What I've seen, you've been improving Rebooted Body. You've added some new elements to it. You've got some things going on there. You've cleaned up some areas and really made it more user-friendly. And uh, maybe we could talk about that uh, in conjunction with your other efforts. You've been branching out and you've been doing some other things. So let's talk about that a little bit too. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. So six-figure grind. Let's talk about lifestyle business. A lot of my listeners, I polled a lot of my listeners and followers earlier this year, and a lot of them said they're really interested about small business and how to start a small business. And that's something I'm still, I'm always interested in too. I'm trying to figure it out myself. So it's great that you're here and and you could talk a little about that, a little bit about that. So let's talk about Six Figure Grind. What do you got going on there? So yeah, it, Six Figure Grind is the newest thing that I've been working on project. It's, it's actually what I want to eventually make the thing, Yeah, but you know, it's a process. So I've been working on it pretty solidly, solidly for the last six months or so. And like you said, when you polled your audience, a lot of people told you that they're interested in business, whether that's uh, an online business, an offline business, just doing their own thing, controlling their own time, controlling their own money, controlling their own location, all of that great stuff is well within their grasp. And, you know, you can't blame people like the, the rat race is real. And yep. I think most people get to a point where they want to escape it. Oh, yeah. Now, with Six Figure Grind, what I'm focused on is the online business side of things. And by the way, the <laughs> people listening, you know, they don't have to start a full-on business. Like, there's this thing called a side hustle. You can just start something on the side to supplement what you're already doing. And, and I think everybody should be doing that if they want to dabble in the online side hustle side of things. Because, I mean, what do you have to lose? All you can do is add to what you're already making. So it'll add more flexibility to your life. So if that's where you want to start with just the side hustle thing, then that's perfectly fine. That kind of fits what I'm doing over at Six Figure Grind. But my main focus is on helping people build a six-figure lifestyle business so that they can completely escape the rat race, get that financial independence, the time independence, the location independence, and live their life really without any limitations whatsoever. And I'm really passionate about this because – I feel like we're one of the first generations that has this opportunity. You know, before yep. the internet, everything was offline. It was you're pretty much tied to a location or you're having to travel all, all the time for business. But the online world, I mean, you could literally just sit on a beach with a laptop and make money. And like, so why wouldn't people want to do that? So I'm helping people. Uh, do do that, you know, transition to a lifestyle business. And if they've never heard the term lifestyle business, that just means we're not trying to build the biggest business. We're trying to build a business that supports you and supports your family, doesn't add a lot of stress and anxiety to your life the way that a big business would with managing a bunch of employees, taking on venture capital mm -hmm. or a lot of debt, having a lot of overhead, like all of that stuff's not necessary. When people think about building a business, they might think about that stuff first thing because I think in school, that's yep. kind of like what they try to tell you is going to happen. You know, like, oh, don't do that. That's super <laughs> risky. You know, stay in school, get a get a degree, uh, go to college, oh. go work for somebody. That's what you really want to do. Uh, they kind of spoil the idea of running your own business in your mind. But like I said, with the online lifestyle business thing, none of that stuff has to happen for you to make six figures. There's people making seven figures and it's still a lifestyle business that they're not managing huge teams and inventories and lots of debt and lots of stress. So that's what I want to encourage people to start thinking about. No, no, I, I totally agree. And, and we've been trying to tell both of our boys this. Uh, I have two sons and one's at college and he's his, his debt tracker is rolling and the other one is uh, free from the military and, and, you know, kind of sorting out things and figuring out which way to go in life. And it doesn't have to be college. It doesn't have to be the old paradigm. You know, our parent, our grandparents' generation worked at the factories or worked at the print, like Julie's grandpa worked at the printing press. My grandparents worked at big factories. And on my mom's side, they actually did create a lifestyle business. They went and started a resort. But again, these are capital-intensive businesses and you really don't need that anymore it can be 
I mean, yeah, we're both operating with computers and, and mixers and all kinds of stuff for this podcast, but it doesn't have to be that sophisticated and that capital intensive right off the bat. And I think a lot of people are still stuck in that old mindset where I'm going to work this job and, oh, shoot, the job just got outsourced to, you know, somewhere overseas and, and you get your pink slip. And I think this is a great opportunity for us to try something new. And, yeah. And I know uh, if you have a hundred bucks in your bank account, you're up and running. I mean, you can go to sixfiguregrind.com right now and I have free content on how to build a website Yep. and that hundred bucks is going to get you up and running and then it's going to be sweat equity from there. I'm not telling people that it's just going to be magic overnight that, you know, suddenly six figures is going to be dropping into their bank account. There's, There's work to be done, but it doesn't require a lot of risk. That's the thing. Yep. So if you have the time and you have 100 bucks and you don't need a lot of time, I mean, do some time before work, do some time after work, that's enough. You know, get the ball rolling, do something because, and again, you don't have to get the six figures for it to be a meaningful side hustle. Just add to what you're already doing, add a bunch of flexibility to your life. But if you sit around humming and hawing and you never get started and you think that you're going to need a bunch of money uh, or that you have to build this massive thing, then, you know, you're, you're just wasting time. Right, right. And I think I think that's been one of the eye-opening things. Uh, I think your podcast, 36, you're talking about side hustles. It's one that just came out a couple of days ago. and uh, Or, you know, affiliates. And mm-hmm. it's something I thought about. And then I kind of, you know, I've been, I've been racking my brain to try to create this product, you know, or this course or, or an e-book or something. Or we've talked about e-books and all that before. And, you know... I'm meeting some really cool people who are doing some really cool stuff. Um, you know, why not be affiliates with them and, and run, you know, try to sell, help them sell their product, especially some of these homesteaders and, and some other people in the, you know, in my niche, you know, homesteading, gardening, that kind of stuff. There's people who have products that people are buying and use and they need help. So I think there's opportunity there. I'm just starting to use my brain for once. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's the thing is you just hit the nail on the head. You don't even have to do the work to create a product. Yep. There's people online who have created amazing products and they will pay you a pretty nice commission just to get the word out for them. Right. Like if you do the work of building the audience, then all you have to do is point your audience that you've built to that person's product. They're going to give you 50, sometimes 60%, sometimes 40%. It's a pretty hefty commission uh, for you. I mean, considering the fact that once you send them off and they purchase, there's nothing else for you to do. You don't have to provide support. You don't have to update the product. You don't have to do anything. You just It's just build the audience, refer people, get paid. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, like it's, it's easy, right? Yeah, right, right, real easy. Um, no, it, it 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 takes some sweat sweat equity, and I think I think there's some myths yeah. out there too that you know two two guys like us or a person can grab a, a microphone or a blog and just start raking in the you know, bring it in the, just write it and they'll come. You know, I've heard this over right, and over yeah. again. I'm going to put my best content out there um, and people will just find it magically and they'll just kind of show up. I, I had a guy that I used to podcast with. He, that was what he said and, and it didn't quite work out that way. In fact, his audience eventually dribbled off into nothing, um, you know, and it, it had to do some things with consistency and content. But, um, you know, I think there's some theories and myths out there that it's just write write it and they'll come you know the the old uh you know build the baseball diamonds build it and they will come it doesn't quite work like that does it no i mean it used to work like that uh back in the day maybe 2005 2006 ish uh, especially if you were decent at all with seo or you had a little extra money to just throw at some google ads you know like that was easy traffic back in the day Today, of course, the online world is getting noisier and noisier. So there's more competition and people are a little bit more guarded and there's a bunch of shiny objects for them to focus on. So getting people to focus on your shiny object takes a little bit more time and more effort. It's harder to get ranked on Google. It's the advertising. If you want to pay for traffic is more expensive. It's, you know, it's, it, it is more difficult and you can't just take this mindset of, Hey, if I just put up a website and I just do some of this blogging thing I've heard about, or I start a podcast, you know, everything's going to work out for me. It's not really, it's not really how it works. 
but there are shortcuts. There are ways to uh, gain knowledge and insight. For example, in the SEO class that, that you did, mm-hmm. uh, understanding how to do the research of what people are searching for so that you can write the articles that they're searching for and write the best article so that Google says, oh, oh yeah, this article is the one that we need to rank on page one. And then you start getting traffic. And if you take somebody who knows what they're doing, I use the poker analogy. So, and I think this is a pretty decent analogy, even though I've never played in poker competitions. But I think if you look at big poker tournaments, uh, especially the ones where uh, I can't even remember the name of the you know the big one that used to be televised all the time, but yeah. you see the same people show yep. up in the finals Absolutely. over and over and over. Not every time, right? Sometimes you get unlucky. Sometimes you make the wrong move or what have you. But if you put those pros into a hundred poker tournaments and you put some random into a hundred poker tournaments, the pros are going to show up in the finals way more often. Okay, that's how it works in online business that you can't hit a home run every single time. But if you're more experienced and you're more knowledgeable, you're going to hit a lot more home runs than other people. So it does pay off to get some of that insider knowledge and you can shortcut the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, um, that was a really good course for me because I, you know, I was doing what you kind of the scenario laid out every week, I would kind of sit down. I'd say, "Okay, what do I want to talk about this week?" Well, what did I do? And and you know, Gary V, we love Gary V. He but he kind of talks about this too. It's just document, 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 and yes. and then work, people, work. yeah, do eat grind. eat crap and grind, and people will show up eventually. And and um, you know, document, document, document. And that's what I was doing. And sometimes things would get a little traction. Sometimes they wouldn't. It seemed like the more you put out. There's some correlations there, um, but I think this class, well, I know this class, opened my eyes to like, wow, I had no idea that this stuff was out there. These research tools were out there and available to just newbies like myself who've been, pod- who's been podcasting and, and um, you know blogging for a few years, but nobody has shown me that stuff. I didn't know it existed, and it just blew my mind at what information is out there if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. The, the, I, I like Gary V's spirit. Yep, and I do too. sure, he is right on the mark in a lot of ways in terms of like, look, the people that aren't hustling, that are just going to sit back and kick up their feet and expect success to come find them, those people aren't really going to be successful. The people who are hustling and grinding, the people who are putting the work and putting in the time, much, much, much more likely to find success. But on the flip side of things, it does a disservice to a lot of people who think that, oh, I just need to grind harder at doing the wrong things. Yep. Like I rarely hear Gary talk about you know the the right things to do. Um, so getting down to like specific tactics in terms right. of somebody comes to him and they're a blogger. And, you know, he's answering their questions in a lot of ways that have to do with like vision and, you know, work ethic and all this stuff. But it's not like, hold on, let me see what the hell you're publishing. Right, (laughs) right. Let me look (laughs) at what the content of your actual blog is, because if you keep putting out stuff like this, it ain't going to go anywhere. Right. right? Like at some point you need somebody to come in and and look at what you're actually putting out into the world and say, no, that product is not in alignment whatsoever with your audience. These articles are never going to get ranked on Google. This podcast that you're putting out is not in the right direction. You know, that kind of stuff. That's what people need. If they don't have that and they just think it's grind, 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 well, they're just going to grind themselves to death doing the wrong things. Yeah, and it gets really frustrating when you're – you know, casting, it feels like you're throwing your line out and nobody's biting, nobody's home because you're yeah. fishing in the Dead Sea, you know? <laughs> yeah, and uh. you know, it, it even for, for people, so, you know, I'll use Six Figure Grind as an example. When you're starting out in the beginning with any product, it doesn't matter how much you know, how much experience you have. I've done this before. Uh, I have another active Six Figure online business still running, still going. I still manage full time. So I know what to do and I know what to expect and it still is a grind in the beginning 
And, you know, you still got to eat a lot of dirt (laughs) to put it nicely. Okay. So, um, and I can only imagine what it feels like for people who are eating that dirt, they're in the process of eating that dirt. They got dirt all over their face. It's all up in their mouth. They, and they don't know that, that they're going to be able to push through this because they don't even know, they're not confident that what they're doing is the right thing. Like I'm eating dirt knowing that, no, I'm doing the right thing. So I know that it's going to pick up traction and it's going to take off and it's all going to be okay. But if this was like my first time, if I'm thinking I'm doing the right stuff and, and then I'm eating dirt all the time, like now what am I thinking? Like I have no idea. Should I abandon the strategy? Should yep. I move? And then that's where people really get into danger is they start jumping from strategy to strategy. And none of those strategies really have enough time to gain traction and take off for them. Yep. Yep. And I think you've gotten some, uh, text for me. It's like, okay, maybe I should go do this and maybe I should go do that. And you're probably just like, dude, calm down over there. <laughs> Calm down and get, get focused and, you know, find that niche and you start to pound it, you know, and I'm just like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should try this and maybe I should try that. And what does this mean? And, uh, you know, I, I must sound a little flaky a couple thousand miles away. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's, that's exactly how it is. That's yeah. how it goes for people. And, you know, there are cases where you do need to find alignment with certain channels. Yeah. I think, one of the biggest things that I've been talking about lately for people is getting focused on just one or two or three channels where you might hear a Pat Flynn or you see a Gary V and they're everywhere. Oh, they're yeah. on every channel at all, at all times. Yep. And Pat Flynn even calls it his be everywhere strategy. Oh, yeah. And if you are in the beginning of this stuff, like the, the, the attempt to be everywhere and be good everywhere is – Completely, number one, it's completely overwhelming. Number two, it's pretty much impossible without a team. I don't know anybody that can outwork me, and I can't be everywhere without a team. So if you don't have a team, don't even try. Just focus on certain channels and really hammer them home, but also make sure that the channels are in alignment with you. For example, I haven't relied on social media much at all, whereas Social media for some people is a gold mine because, yep. you know, they have the personality for it or they are, you know, a pretty face. I mean, let's just come out and say it. if you have a super pretty face, you're going to be better on social media than a lot of people. OK, um, so, you know, if social media is not working well for you, then you might want to, you know, hammer home the SEO side of things right. like be a content marketer, be you use the SEO play and get a bunch of traffic that way. So you some sort of like assessment that has to go on and say, yeah, okay, social media, maybe someday when I have a team and I can really do it the right way, I'll focus on that. But I really need to focus on, you know, cold Google traffic, just get them to dump a ton of traffic in my lap, in my lap and build that way. And that's what, you know, I focused on most of my traffic comes from SEO. And then the podcast would be second. And I love podcasting. And that channel has been a channel that I feel is an alignment for me and for my brands. So for me, it's mainly an SEO play and a podcasting play. And then we'll also go with a YouTube would be like the third thing that I'm going to try to go to next. But I don't need all these channels. I've shown that success can come from just those two channels, right? Just SEO and podcast. If you can knock it out of the park with those, you don't really need anything else. The rest is just going to be gravy. Well, yeah, and it, it brings up your stress level too, because I, you know, I I'm pretty active on Instagram, um, but that's like micro blogging, and I don't know that chews up some time that maybe I should be focusing elsewhere. YouTube is great, especially if you're doing how tos and the DIYs, and uh, especially if you're a garden type dude like me, uh, but it chews up time, you know, editing and, and it's probably better to go just with raw video than to spend a lot of time into the post-production, but you know, you got to cut some stuff out and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it can chew up a massive amount of time and, and, and then you're too wiped out to, or don't have the extra time to focus on the blog and, and marketing. That was a big learn the other day too, is to the, the pushing to the content to other um, to yeah, other promote. other promoters, you know, and and really yep. market your stuff instead of 
let me crank out another video. Let me crank out another tweet. Let me crank out another picture. Let me crank out another this, that, the other. I mean, it just, it's like the treadmill, you know, and, and if you can get somebody to help you lift, that's huge. And it helps your blog too. Yes. Yeah. Or One podcast. of the biggest shortcuts for sure is making connections with other people, either in your niche or with a tangentially related niche. Yep. Because if, if you can, and you know, if you're new, you're going to have to target other people who are kind of new, like some big influencers, not just going to, you know, you come along out of nowhere and they're like, yeah, sure. Let's be buddy, buddy. Let me share my million followers with you. Like that's never going to happen. You did. But you can, <laughs> yeah, I don't have a million followers. You know? Just kidding. Um, but, you, know, you can leapfrog your yeah. way up. Yep. You can just make connections with people who are a little bit above you. And then you guys grow together and and then as you get bigger, you know, you're going to be able to hook some bigger fish. And that is seriously one of the fastest ways to grow. If those people don't have products that compete with yours, then you become f- affiliates for each other. You can literally drive sales, drive money into each other's bank accounts. And this is not something that is easy to do on your own. Like going out and finding your own audience all the time is really difficult. Yeah. Why not just borrow somebody else's audience? And if that means you have to pay them to borrow their audience, that's fine. Or give them commissions to borrow their audience, whatever you need to do. Borrowing somebody's audience, somebody else's audience is a fantastic shortcut. Yeah, I would agree. And, um, you know, I know that a lot of my homesteader friends that are trying to sell their beef and their their poultry and their eggs and their pork and you know all that real food that you talk about for rebooted body um, mm-hmm. those people are listening to this right now too so and they're running their little blogs and they're running videos and Instagram and they're trying to do this too plus raise do all the farm work and man that's a lot you know and and uh, there's ways you can kind of hack that you know um, Gary V's Instagram hack was a great one that uh, one of my friends down in, in Texas is using to great effect, and he's selling lettuce and greens to vegans. Um, but he's targeting and using the right tool for that that process. Yep. And um, you know, it comes about it comes back to using the right tool and, and getting after it too. Yeah, and you know, when you're doing so, an offline business that you're also trying to market online does provide more challenges because so. I'm running a completely online business. That means I sit down in front of a computer and everything that I do online, it benefits my business, right? Yep. But if I have an offline thing that requires offline labor, every minute that I'm spending online, the offline labor is not getting done, right? you know? So that does provide a, a, another challenge. But you can still, I think it's very important if you have an offline business and you really want to be an owner and not an employee and you want to uh, be location independent, (laughs) you want to be time independent, schedule independent, all of that, then it's important to build a team, not a gigantic team, just an enough team, Yep. you know, get Get a team that allows you just that's big enough that allows you to get out of the business, whether that's one day a week or three days a week or eventually every day. But you've got to be able to as an owner, you have to be able to be up in the clouds a little bit. As Gary Vee says, you know, you don't want to be in the dirt all the time. You need to be in the clouds, too. You need to be planning. You need to be working on your business instead of in your business. Uh, And sometimes that does take help. But, um, you know, you can still make an offline business a lifestyle business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and this is where my homesteaders and, and beekeepers get into trouble, too, where they're really good at raising the food and, and growing yes. things. And then they get to all this stuff, and it's like, oh, I guess I got to sell it now. Should I put it in my farm stand? Oh, man, it would really help to have a restaurant or a whole client list and they, that whole side just they don't they might not want to sell you know and uh maybe there's other people out here that can help them with that so you know there's other yeah. people out there too and so you can do the opposite side of things like instead of getting yourself out of the business so that you can be a marketer or be a salesman or be the growth engine for your business stay in your business and then hire the growth yep. engine people yeah you know like hire the marketers hire the salesperson but um, you do, I think, for an offline business, super hard to just do everything on your own. 
Uh, and, and one of the books that I recommend to people right off the bat, everybody who's wanting to get into business or who's feeling a little bit trapped in their business is the E-Myth. Um, and I don't know if you've read that yet or not, Tom. Nope. Have you? We'll put you <clears throat> no, put that's the pressure put, on you. I'm putting it on my list. <laughs> All right. So the E myth is is absolutely critical. Uh, this this is the book that's all about not being trapped as an employee in your business, and mm. it's the big mistake that so many people make. And you hit the nail on the head. If you're a beekeeper, your interest, your knowledge, all of that is in the beekeeping stuff. It's not in being an entrepreneur. It's not in running a business. Right. But so often, and I think one of the examples in the book that so many people can resonate with is like a chef. You know, if you're a, a great chef, that doesn't mean you can run a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to say, hey, I love cooking and I love cooking for people, the next logical step is I need to open a restaurant. You need to read the e-myth to make sure you do it the right way. Nobody can't open a restaurant. You just can't go into it with this idea that because I'm a chef, I can run a restaurant. That's just that is the myth. That is the trap that so many people fall into. Right, right. And one of the one of the traps is having that website, having that blog, you know, and you know, we all are in a rush or we're going with the free theme. <laughs> and yes. and we throw something up there and and then we start writing like crazy and we never come back around and maybe spruce it up or or spend a little money and i mean this is one of the corners of your home or your business you know is your blog and uh that's one thing that you do very well is you go in and look at blogs or look at websites and kind of do a diagnostic and say hey this is what you can do to fix it or improve it yeah yeah. Well, one of the biggest, you know, issues, uh, a lot of people look at Squarespace and, you know, you got, if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, he's always promoting Squarespace. They're a big promoter. And he's talking about how, yeah, you can build your own website. You can do this. You can do that. So easy. So we got Squarespace, we got Wix, we got, you know, and I show people how to put their own website together on WordPress, of course, not on one of these closed systems. Um, but the only reason I show people how to do that themselves is because I'm also feeding them a bunch of other information they need about how to do this stuff the right way. Mm -hmm. Whereas you hear a Joe Rogan like, yeah, you go, you got to go to Squarespace. You can have your business website up in five minutes. And so these people who are chefs and beekeepers, they go slap their website together on Squarespace because they can. And it just, it's a total waste of time. It makes their, it, you know, it puts a bad image on them because they've just slapped something up together. They don't, they don't know how to make it work. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Like just because somebody gave you the tool to make it easy doesn't mean you should do it. Like if you don't have the knowledge of how to put together a website that looks good and that converts and, and that gets uh, a certain goal accomplished in the visitors that land there, then I still recommend you pay somebody to do that for you. You right. know, if you're a chef, you're not automatically a restaurant website creator, you know? <laughs> so it's, and not everybody has the money for this. And sometimes you have to put up your own website, but I think people need to be focused on, look, as soon as I have the dough, I'm bringing somebody in to make this website do what it's supposed to do for me. Cause this is not me. I'm not a web developer. I'm not a marketer. I need to invest in my business. And if you're doing the online business thing, you definitely need to be focused on this because you're not dumping a bunch of money into other stuff. Right. You're not dumping money into equipment. You're not dumping money into, uh, you know, uh, building out a retail space. Like what, where's your overhead? Where's your expenses? Spend it on the website. That is your business right there. Spend it on the website, spend it on the funnel, spend it on the copy. Like, and that will make you successful. If you're not a marketer and you try to slap all this stuff together, you're probably not going to get great results. Hmm. Yeah, that's really that's really key, and it's uh, it's something that uh, you know even my own site, you know, going from just a blog, you know, just kind of a hey, here's what I'm doing kind of stuff, to more of an e-commerce or you know more of a business. It's going to mm -hmm. take some work to to spiff it up and get it to go. <laughs> if that makes yeah, sense. Well, you know, also think about the, so I, you know, I think a lot of people think that they have to, as a bootstrapper, 
try to do all the stuff themselves. Well, I'll tell you right now. So I, you know, I can do the website thing. Um, it's going to get to a point where, and I've already felt this way that if I just write the check and I just get to kick my feet up and let somebody else do that work, that's actually a really good feeling. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> and, and, and you want to get to a point where you're, you're doing that. And some people are able to do it and they just won't. All right. Yeah. So there's a difference between I'm able to and I just won't because like I'm a control freak or I have this narrative in my head that I have to have sweat equity and slave over all this stuff and figure it out all myself. Uh, and then there's the, you know, I want to, but I can't people. Well, if you're the I want to, but I can't make your focus on getting to a place where you can and then write the check and then kick your feet up and let somebody else do it the right way. Uh, because again, it's going back to knowing your strengths and playing to your strengths. And when you're running a business, you don't have, you know, you really have to manage your time in terms of what is my time worth and where am I going to make the most money? And right. uh, if I, even myself, you know, if I was going to pay a web developer 50 bucks an hour to do the website work, but I charge $250 an hour, then I'm losing $200 an hour every time I'm sitting around uh, messing with a website. And so, you know, taking that to heart and really looking at it from that point of view uh, is, I think, critical to getting to uh, the level you want to be at eventually. Right, right. Yeah, and it's, um, that's, yeah, I mean, this is something that I've been thinking a lot. In fact, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning thinking about this is, you know, how do I take this to the next level? And, uh, you know, how do I improve the systems I have? Cause I was thinking at the, when I started, you know, kind of have a glossy theme, kind of like a magazine kind of thing, but it's got a, but I want to take it to a different direction. So that's something I'm going to be working out. And, and I think if I can, generate some revenue, start setting that aside and build that up. So write the check and let's go, you know, and otherwise it's a very expensive hobby that, uh, it gets expensive when you're, uh, doing house projects and all the rest of your life. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and another thing that you can rely on along the way is, um, certain apps and services for automating certain aspects. So, if you feel like, all right, I have to be the web developer, well, look at some of these other areas and see, all right, where am I spending my time in other areas? Can that stuff be automated so mm-hmm. that I do, you know, can actually justify putting more time into my website, stuff like that. So getting right. more organized, getting more automated in certain areas, yep. that can give you some of those time resources back to spend on these areas that you do need to bootstrap in and, and build sweat equity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, as we... We talked about, you know, there's some foundations that, that you feel um, should be in place. Obviously, a blog, a website, you know, to sell your product or, or your affiliates or whatever. Podcasting is one of those things. Not everybody's cut out for it. Some people don't want to talk on a microphone, which is cool. Um, you know, maybe not everybody's a YouTuber. I mean, what other, what other tools do you recommend out there? I mean, a lot of people have the old MailChimp email list going on. And uh, what, do you, what is your thoughts on a, a email newsletter type things? So I think email marketing is something that has to be done. It has to be established. I think if you're not doing email marketing, then you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And some people may say, well, email marketing doesn't really work for me. And Okay, you don't know how to do email marketing then. Um, If you're not getting results from email marketing, then you need to shift your email marketing strategy. And yes, there are profitable email marketing strategies and email marketing strategies that will be total duds. And in terms of online business, you see this less often where people in online business have kind of put in the legwork and they've done the research and they've paid for guidance. And so they, they know at least better than a lot of offline businesses, how to do email marketing in the offline business thing, the brick and mortar world, email marketing is an absolute mess. Like none of these people know any, any, they have no clue what they're doing with email marketing. And, you know, I've, I've thought about like, it's hard for me to not get distracted because there's literally, you know, thousands of brick and mortar businesses around here where I could just knock on the door and be like, hey, do you have an email list? Yeah, we've got, you know, 15,000 people on it. Hey, do you want a lot more money? Yes, we do. Okay, uh, you know, you pay me for what I generate. You pay me a commission on what I generate from your email list. Literally, you know, could probably make a full-time job just out of doing that. 
um, because these people have no idea what they're doing with their email list. Uh, but I think it's very, very important. So it's um, you know a channel I didn't mention earlier because it's not really – I don't see it as – you know, we were talking about br- channels to bring people in, right? Yep. Your email list doesn't really bring people in. It captures the people that you already brought in, there. which yep. is super important, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, an email list is extremely critical. Um, yep. So you have your website, the entire goal of your website. Now, unless you have straight up e-commerce. So if you have a straight up e-commerce site, then your goal of your website is to sell stuff. Um, you can still, I, you know, that's another area by the way. So brick and mortar is the worst with email marketing. E-commerce is a close second. There's a lot of e-commerce places that have no idea what they're doing with email marketing. So, you know, listen up if you have an e-commerce site or you're wanting to have an e-commerce site, email marketing is going to be a big part of that. But Mm -hmm. you can't say that, Hey, you know, I have an e-commerce store. My number one goal is to get people on my email list. And you're no, your number one goal is to sell your products on your e-commerce site. Uh, But if you have an information product site or a services site or something like that, consulting, what have you, your number one goal is to get people on your email list. You have got to capture them so that you can communicate with them because people buying those types of products typically aren't going to buy just because you put a nice 3D image of your ebook up or your you know online course or what have you and you made a nice little sales page. They need to be talked to for days and days and sometimes weeks and sometimes months. There's literally people on my email list who have signed up for one of my online courses and I go back in their email records and they've been on my list since 2014 Oof. and haven't bought anything. And wow. in 2018, the 2018 something happened and they were like, <laughs> fine, I'm in. You know, you beat me down. <laughs> and the only reason that happens is because I'm still in communication with them via email. Right. They're opening my emails, they're reading, and they eventually bought. So uh, the email marketing game is absolutely critical. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I've noticed a difference between, say, your email marketing, uh, Nathan Frazier. You guys do a, um, a very good job with your emails. Um, I get Michael Hyatt's. We talked about him earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I get some of the blo- other bloggers, you know, I, and I try not to sc- subscribe to too many, but there's a real difference across the spectrum, you know, like the the email or the blogger types. Hey, here's about five articles you might want to check out where yeah. Nathan and you, you've got something informative, interesting, and then it's okay down here, you know, you might want to check this out over here because this is going to help solve that problem or address that issue or fix this. So that's something I've seen just with the different emails coming across. Yeah. And you'll see, um, you know, the, in the brick and mortar world, so I'll just explain what, what they're doing real quick so that anybody listening who has, you know, an offline business and they're trying to dabble in email marketing, what they're doing wrong. And it's the classic newsletter strategy. Oh, I have a weekly newsletter. I have a monthly news. That would be even worse is the monthly newsletter thing. That's as bad as you can. Aside from just not sending emails to your email list, sending a monthly newsletter would be one of the worst ways to go about it because in now this used to be the number one thing. This used to be like a great thing that you, you send a monthly newsletter and man, people click all your links and they buy all your stuff. It's just amazing. That doesn't happen at all anymore. If you go a month between sending emails, you're, yes, your diehard fans, they're still going to recognize you. They're still going to open your email. But there's no way to scale that. Hmm. Everybody else, the vast majority of people who are on your email list are forgetting who you are. They see – there are people – even I do this. I will subscribe to somebody's email list for like an opt-in bribe or something. Yep. And two days later, I'll get an email. I'm like, who the hell is this? (laughs) I don't even remember where I got on their list. I don't know why I'm on their list. I I don't know if I care to be on their list. So that's something you also have to think about. But if you're going a month, a month between sending emails and then what people do Especially in the brick and mortar world, they love just packing those emails full of stuff. Mm. Here's some pictures. Here's uh, you know links stuff. Oh, buy this thing over here. But we're also running this promotion over there, sending people off in a thousand different directions, telling them your whole life story. Uh, you know what happened over the past month. Nobody's reading that stuff. 
Nobody's clicking. And and people will look at those and say, well, my open rates are good. My click rates are good. Well, yeah, you got you got a thousand things to click on. Yeah. Right. Of course, they clicked on something, you know, uh, and they opened it because they, they were like, who's this? Who, mm-hmm. Who's this showed up in my inbox? I want right. to see if, you know, do I remember who this person is? What are they saying? So, yeah, people are going to open it. Right. But it's about results. Is your email marketing generating you a lot of money? Mm. Here's the test. Is your email marketing generating you at least a dollar okay. per subscriber per month? If that's not happening, then you've got some room for improvement in your email marketing. That's a good point. And, and I know this is good we're spending a little time on this because I know some of – my listeners, they are sending out those monthly emails and, oh, hey, at the CSA, we've got, you know, turnips and this and that and this and that. And then whoosh, gone for the next month. Hey, we're having yeah. another box coming in and blah, 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 you know. And this is good that um, this good this is good because I think people are naturally inclined to do this because this is what they're doing on the weekend as they're trying to crank it out or just before they send a box in or something, you know, or have honey available. They're just crushing this stuff through and. And uh, it's it's not a it's it's kind of back to the the uh, what is it the uh, the the jab jab left hook kind of philosophy where it's not all mm-hmm. sudden it's you, you're kind of building it up over time isn't it Yes yeah you need to stay top of mind with people you need to become you need to develop a relationship with people where they start to feel like hey you know I, I I'm getting to know this person I'm seeing into their glimpses into their life yep they're funny they're kind of entertaining I want to keep them around so that when they see your name show up they recognize it and then they go oh I want to see what they're saying next or what mm-hmm. they're up to now you know and so they open they read the, it's like an email from their friend and then yeah at the bottom there's like hey read this article or listen to this podcast or buy this product or what have you and then they'll gladly do it because they want to support you they want to get that thing they want to get the value you know there's so many reasons why this works but the first step is to not be forgotten by most of the people who are on your email list to show up over and over and over again, but not show up in a spammy marketer type way, but just show up in an interesting like infotainment. Like, so you're, you're half entertaining and you're half valuable. How can I get rid of that? You know? Um, so it's, it's like watching really compelling documentaries on Netflix or something (laughs) like, am I going to cancel my Netflix? account when I'm, I'm getting half entertainment from this and half, you know, insightful knowledge and like, no, I'm going to keep that as a good resource. And so people do keep her, even if you're just pure entertainment, by the way, you don't even have to provide a lot. If you're super entertaining now, if you're like me and you are legitimately only half entertaining, (laughs) then you need to provide half value. Okay. (laughs) But if you're literally like just pure entertainment, that's all you have to be. That's all you have to be. Go and, and, you know, people will say, well, this is because Will Smith is a, you know, he's already a celebrity. Yeah. Will Smith's YouTube channel is on freaking fire because he, he started a YouTube channel from scratch and he's vlogging. Okay. Like no, most celebrities are not doing that. Will Smith is pure entertainment. He's not, there's, there's, there is like, okay, if you want to call like inspiration or motivation, you know, value, it's not like information on how to do stuff. It's just making people feel better. Right. Yep. But there's value to that too, considering the times. Yeah. Well, there is just pure entertainment is valuable to a, to a big degree because it's an escape for people from Mm -hmm. the, you know, monotony of their daily life or whatever. So yeah, there is, but when I say, you know, I'm talking like tactical value or something, you know, knowledge or something, he's just being a pure entertainer and he, it's on fire. Now you might, again, you might say, well, that's Will Smith. Well, no, it's not because there's a bunch of vloggers who are putting any like tangible value out in the world who are just entertaining people, millions and millions of followers. So people have shown, look, if you can be entertaining in my life, I want to keep you around. I want to follow you now. If, and by the way, if they, you know, I don't know how well they would do with their own product getting released. It would depend, like if they have, they really establish a niche or expertise, you know, or anything like that. We don't know. They can easily sell other people's products though. We know that all they have to do is promote and their whole audience goes nuts and buys mm-hmm. whatever they tell them to buy. Right. Yep. But if you're a half entertainer and you're a half value provider, 
then you have the doorway to sell your own stuff. People will buy from you because they're doing the entertainment thing to stick around and the value thing to stick around and that value piece shows that you know what you're talking about and that you're going to be able to get results from them so they will buy from you. Hmm. If you're a pure entertainer, just sell other people's stuff and you'll do just fine. Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> yeah, yes. I hear you, man. I hear you. That's uh, that's good. That's really good. And, you know, um, so many of those emails that I get, like, not to, I like Michael Hyde. I like him a lot, but a lot of his stuff is just like, okay, buy my stuff, hurry up, we're about to close the door kind of thing. And, yes. and yes. Michael Hyatt's great. I, I do like him, but man, dude, a little bit of something there, bud. <laughs> Change it up a little yeah. bit. Well, you know, he's, and you know, it probably works for him to some degree because he, his, I think his like persona, right. Yes. That he puts out is a persona of like, just he's genuine. It's kind of the Pat Flynn persona yep. of like, I'm just super genuine. I'm just doing the right thing. I'm just giving you as much value as I possibly can. So he can get away with that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, I think sometimes, too, people with gigantic audiences can get a little content yep. uh, to just do that kind of stuff because the, the raw numbers that they get from it, just because their audience is so mad. Now, their percentages, right? Like, there's people with much smaller lists kicking their ass in terms mm. of, like, percentage engagement and sales and all that stuff. But because they built such a gigantic audience, just the raw numbers, it just, like, they, they just consider it a win. Like, it's working. Why would I you know, do something different. So, right. um, but you know, that, that just goes to show don't copy those people necessarily, you know, because, uh, there is uh, likely a better way. Right. Right. Um, I know you're run, we're running, uh, going to bump out of time here, but, uh, what, what is your thoughts on the thousand true fan philosophy and building that thousand true fans that will, you know, do whatever for you? I think I think it's a solid philosophy. I think that uh, it's not as easy as it might seem because yeah. the the point of a thousand, when you look at hey, there's you know six and a half billion or however many people there are in the world, I can get a thousand. Mm-hmm. Getting a thousand true fans is a lot harder than it it sounds at first. And you know, a lot of people who don't have any experience in online business or business at all, you know, when they start running numbers, they, like people that don't that, that aren't actually working in a business or haven't built a business before, they love their calculator, you know. <laughs> they just put in like, "All right, here's the price of my product, here's what it's going to be, and I just need da, 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 to make, you know, a, a gazillion dollars." That sounds easy. All right, let's go do that. And then they they realize very very quickly that it doesn't usually uh, go that way. You so, are t- yeah, you are talking to an engineer, fans man. Is fantastic. Yeah, but you still got to earn <laughs> yeah, a right. thousand true fans, and right. earning a true fan is pretty difficult. It's tough. It turns out it's tough. So, yeah, but but the other side of that, I think, is don't try to win everybody. Yep. You know, like try to build a thousand people in that's really constitute your tribe and the culture that you're trying to build. That's really the focus. And yes, that will be all you need. Now it's not easy, but that is a good thing to focus on. Right. Right. And there are people that will follow you, you know, follow what you're doing and, you know, join you at Rebooted Body or join you over at Six Figure Grind and show up to your videos. (laughs) I don't know who that guy is, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. It's you, Tom. I know. It's me. You're all over it. I I know. I know. So before you go, because I know we're- I've got one. I don't know. We've got 999 left to go, but I definitely have one. There you go. And for everyone out there, yes, I have bought the products and yes, I, I um, I do stand by them. I think they're great products. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on at Rebooted Body. There's some really cool stuff going over there. You've got a class coming up, and it sounds really good, especially for a guy who has not stuck with anything, you know, in the past where I've done, I think I've I counted up 10 different programs over the course of my life. Um, what, what's going on over there? So I just released a brand new master class uh, for RebootedBody.com. It's called Make It Stick. It's the five secrets of making healthy habits feel automatic. And this would be a great time to say, you know, if you haven't listened to my first appearance on uh, Small Scale Life, go back and listen because that was pretty much all about health. It was. We we did. Yeah, we went super deep on it. So uh, you should definitely, if you're interested in what I'm about to say, 
I think the prerequisite would be to go back and listen to that first episode where I was on and then consider this, this new class. But yeah, it's make it stick. It's the five principles of making healthy habits feel automatic. I say principles. I'm supposed to say as a marketer, I'm supposed to say secrets, the five (laughs) secrets of making healthy habits feel automatic. Uh, but what I, the reason I created this two separate reasons, number one, I've needed for a very long time, a lower priced product for people to get started with. There's a lot of people, especially in health, especially people that have struggled for a very, very long time who need a, like they don't want to just dive into the deep end and spend a bunch of money on flagship programs. They want a baby step. They want a way to experience the kind of work that I do and how I'm different and all of that. And I haven't had that for a while. So the funnel, you know, as they call it in the marketing world has been tougher than it really needed to be, where it was introducing people to me, trying to get them to know, like, and trust me, and then get them into one of these flagship products, where that can be accomplished a lot easier if you have just a smaller priced baby step that people can take, because then they get to work with you right away, they get results right away, and then they realize, yes, of course, I need to go on and do the next thing. So that's one strategy for this. But the second strategy is legitimately this solves the number one problem that people face when they come to my community. Everybody who I email and who replies to my email, not everybody, of course, but the vast, vast majority, tell me something along (laughs) the lines of, if I was just consistent with my habits, I could be successful. I know what to do, but I'm not consistent. And then the second, the flip side of that is, I just, I, I, I lose motivation quickly. I have motivation issues. Now those two things are, are tied together. That's important to understand. So the inconsistency and the motivation thing are tied together. They're not the only, the motivation's not the only thing that causes inconsistency. There's a, you know, a few other things this is what the class is about. Um, but if you can solve these five different areas, not only can you be consistent, and by the way, this class changes your entire paradigm around what it means to get healthy and to get fit. Like if, if you're coming from the mainstream world at all, this class is going to pick you up. It's going to dump you, and then you're going to be like, whoa, okay. Like I see the light. All these light bulbs just went off in my head. All of these dots just got connected for me. I see very clearly why all of the advice that I was following in the past was not just ineffective, but causing me to fail over and over and over again. So that's the entire goal of this class is to get people in, completely change their frame of mind around all of this stuff. And that's going to build a positive momentum that they're then going to be able to take into a program like Total Body Reboot or Decode Your Cravings and knock it out of the park. So it was an important class to, to build and to offer for both of those reasons, to get people's feet wet, but also to completely shift their frame of mind and build a momentum that they can take into these other programs and really find much greater success. Yeah. And that's, even if you listen back to some of our healthy lifestyle podcast in 2016, that I was doing with Drew Sample, maybe it was 2017, no, 2016. Um, we talked about different points in that podcast where, oh man, I, I just need more discipline. I just need more motivation. Oh man, I just you know, I really screwed up again and oh, I just haven't been doing any of this stuff. And, you know, it just kept, and this is with an accountability podcast. We're admitting it to our friends and followers and family and yep. everybody listening that we kind of suck and uh, we're bouncing off the wagon as soon as we bounce onto it, you know, and it's just, it, it was, it's a problem that I think a lot of folks have, you know? Yeah. Well, you just said another key word, which is discipline, because um, discipline is one of those things that people have been told for their entire life is what causes consistency. Yep. If you're disciplined, you'll be consistent. The other key word that people use and hear all the time is willpower. Yep. If you have more willpower, you will be consistent. So, and you know, I'll, I'll just spoil the goods here. This is it, by the way, this isn't really spoiling anything because this is outlined in the introduction. Okay. Uh, so you can see how things are going to get flipped on their head right from the intro. This isn't even a real model and we're flipping people on their head. Willpower and discipline and then extrinsic motivation, like accountability partners, coaches, all of those, those three things right there 
cause inconsistency. And I'll just leave it at that. So if you want to know why those three things cause inconsistency <laughs> and why you should completely abandon them, then you may want to go do Make It Stick. Absolutely. And, and I know that uh, Julie and I have been digging in um, to both uh, Rebooted Body, Decode Your Cravings. She bought her own uh, side of it, and we're going to be um, jumping into this class. I think it's, uh, it sounds like a real winner. And, um, you know, I've participated in Kevin's classes before. They're really fantastic, um, high quality, very good information can't say enough about them so i would i'm setting up an affiliate link if anybody wants to join up the link is in the show notes it's um it's we'll have it all there for you please join up i think it would be great you'll be supporting the show getting us going and uh starting on rebooting your life rebooting your body rebooting your life rebooting all that mental all that stuff that all these different programs have poured into your soul and maybe has been holding you back so absolutely, I, I think uh, I think good things for this class. I think good things are on the horizon for for all of this. And uh, Kevin and I talked earlier before uh, well, last week. Anyway, Julie's really excited. She wants to talk to Kevin and and ask him some questions. So <laughs> yeah, so well, if, she's not here today. Yeah, well she she's she's at we the need job. to get her on. I know, I know. She's totally getting into this podcasting thing. So she would love to talk with you and. Um, you know, once we go through the class and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some questions and, and we'll talk rebooted body if, if you have time and you'd like. Yeah. Very cool. Yes. I would love to. So let me know when, uh, when she's down and yep. we'll, we'll get it done. Very cool. Well, anything else, Kevin? Uh, I think that's it. Cool. I think I just want to encourage people to look that, you know, it's, it seems like the two projects are really separate, but they're actually tied together very nicely. There's nothing I want more than to help people recover their health and recover their body and recover their happiness. And a big part of that happiness is doing something that they love to do, making a living from something that they love to do, and hopefully doing that without a lot of stress and anxiety and failure and frustration. So, you know, if you come to Rebooted Body to get healthy, Along the way, at some point in one of those programs, you're going to realize that if you hate what you're doing to support yourself or you're just stuck in a cycle of like mediocrity and failure and frustration, that that is contributing to your poor health. And so you start to see where all of this stuff really ties together. So. You can oh, potentially, you know, come to both places where, hey, I'm going to get my health in order, but I'm also going to get my business in order because if my business is out of order, I think my health is going to get out of order. And if health is out of order, for sure, my business isn't going to be doing as well as it could be. So I think they tie together very nicely, even though they seem like they're worlds apart. No, I would totally agree having uh, been in the the cube world and the consulting world and you know all that stuff. Oh, geez, yes, totally agree with that. And and if if you're all out of whack and out of balance, things can go downhill pretty quickly. And uh, yep. you know, hey, on the other side, Kevin, I better get my stuff together on small scale life because you know we might have a shutdown in September on this whole wall thing so i better have a business ready yeah. to roll <laughs> time to time to grind a little bit that's right we never know if we're gonna have a shutdown <laughs> well kevin thank it's you insurance. so yes insurance exactly yes that's true it's not an expensive hobby it's insurance so uh kevin yep. thank you so much we'll have links in the show notes for six figure grind for the make it stick class for rebooted body come on in Learn a little bit from Kevin. Ask questions. Um, you know, become the second thousand fan of his. So, <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Sorry, Kevin. You, you broke up there. I missed it. I said, become the second true fan of Kevin Geary. <laughs> yes, become the second. Yes, please do. <laughs> so I'm not all by myself, and I'm not. So, thanks, man, for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin, for being on the show here. Kevin is right on point about developing a side hustle that generates extra income. Maybe it isn't something that generates six figures initially, and it probably is not. Been there, done that, right? But could you use an extra 500 bucks or 1000 bucks or $5,000 a month? What could you do with the additional income? You can start your own lifestyle business, even if you don't have the better mousetrap to offer. 
if you are an established blogger, podcaster, market gardener, homesteader, or beekeeper, or have your own little business, you can build or improve your blog, podcast, or email list. The key is taking the time to learn some of these techniques and shortcuts from people like Kevin Geary at Six Figure Grind. I won't kid you. Any side hustle is going to take work and sweat equity. Kevin and I talked quite a bit about that. But you can successfully create a new lifestyle business that generates extra income. This is doable, and with Kevin Geary at Six Figure Grind, you will learn tools and techniques that will help you generate the audience and the additional revenue. I would like to thank Kevin Geary for being on this episode of Small Scale Life. It's always great to talk with Kevin, number one fan, right? But I would also like to thank Austin Quinn at Vlog Vibes on YouTube. Link is in the show notes for the intro and exit song. And most importantly, I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of Small Scale Life. Remember to keep learning doing and growing every day. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. We'll see you really soon. Take care, everybody. Mm